0: Come for Molly Malone and stay for Denny Boy. Check out the smallest bar in the world, Sleep in a Castle. But don't drive off a cliff!
1: We're the Travel Agents coming to you With tips, tricks, interviews and voyages by cruise. The Travel Agents bringing you the latest travel news
2: I'm Brian And I'm Will We're your hosts for the Travel Agents podcast what a joy to get to chat about Ireland. Such a cool country, man. Absolutely. You only have about five million in the Republic of Ireland, and then about 1.8 million up north in Northern Ireland. So a small country. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's beautiful about that is that you can really do a lot. Absolutely. There's a lot to see, a lot of things to do. Yeah. It's and crazy. it's not, it's not so spread out like some countries that are a little daunting as far as ooh, like we're gonna need two or three weeks to do this. Yeah. I think what we're finding is a lot of people who just have a week can actually get a lot done. There's a lot to see and definitely doable in a week. I know. uh, Right. Uh, a couple years ago, I had a couple just go to Dublin for four days, like okay. a long weekend. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the first day was just a flight over. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. okay. They well, had a blast. Yeah. It was really not that far from like New York. It's about what, five hours? Yeah, four and it's half not in that air, bad. five yeah. hours in the air. Yeah. So really not bad distance-wise, um, and uh, it's relatively inexpensive, as we'll see. For sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree. Now, there's a couple ways you can travel Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll kick it off with um, well, the first way, which would be your, your standardized bus tour. This is load up the bus with 46 people, and we are going to take you on an expertly guided tour around Ireland. These come in all shapes and sizes. Although small group departures are um, becoming quite popular, where they yeah. limit it to 23 passengers. Absolutely. So you still yeah. have the full bus, yep. but... Not a lot more room. A lot more room, and then it doesn't take everyone forever to get on and off yeah. at every stop. But this is how you got to experience Ireland, right? It is. In 2016, I did uh, the introduction of Ireland tour with Globus. Globus is a tour company that's been around for way longer than we've been alive. Sure. And they're kind of the pros. They handle a lot. They do the whole world, but... They started in Europe, I believe, Okay, and uh, they really specialize in tours of Europe.
0: But your trip was a seven-day trip, and that trip in 2022 is around
2: 1600 to $1,800, but it does not include a flight. So you have a flight on top of that. Now, it's, that's going to include your transportation, your accommodations, all your breakfast, a couple meals, a, um, some cool excursions, um, just trying to think if there's anything else. And there's always going to be some optional extras you can choose sure, from. Sure. But, does it have a guide? i with a guide. It a guide and a yeah. driver on the bus. The guide will become your best friend. Awesome. He or she will sing you Irish songs in the bus and you're singing along by, you know, halfway through the week.
0: They're, they're, they're fun. They're really fun. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, exactly. But the second, the, another big way to see Ireland is to just do it yourself. Do either rent a car or take a train trip. You can do, we just built a, an itinerary for a client and, uh, they did a 10 day train trip around Ireland and, right. uh, that costed around $2,500 for them, but we were really getting them that luxury experience. You can do it for as low as $1,500. Yeah, that's per person. exactly. right.
2: Right. It, right, right. For that particular trip, yeah, we had some upgraded hotels right in the city center. We included some pretty cool um, tours as well. Yeah. Including, like, we, they went up north to do Game of Thrones, as well as they did the Ring of Kerry tour and all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of a nice out-the-door price, but if you're on a budget... You don't need to stay right in the city center. You can stay in an economical room and you can do this for, you know, closer to, I've even seen some Groupon deals for like 900 bucks a piece, you know, (laughs) out the door. So, I mean, it's it's, it's insane, but um, it might be worth it to pay a little bit more and have a better location as we've seen. And the last way to do this would be um, for those of you who don't want the bus tour, but you're also not comfortable doing the train by yourself or renting a car because renting a car is going to be key. To get getting around this country, um, because the train, as we've seen, does not go to all parts of the country, everywhere you want to go, um, and you're so you have to be limited to the train schedule. With the rental car, you can go wherever. So, um, but if you're not up to driving on the left hand side of the road, then the private chauffeur, luxury driver, would be that final option. That's definitely going to be up there in price. I think I have some clients who are paying somewhere between like. Actually I think it's it's higher than what I had guessed before. I think it's like five to six thousand per person. Wow okay. for about ten days and they're splitting that between six people but it's all top level service with the nicest five-star hotels and um, the best guides. Okay mm-hmm. ooh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah If you can afford it, do it. Should we talk about defining words? I'm ready
1: Here's three words to help you Here's our defining word.
0: All right, we'll hit us with our first defining word. Sure. I mean, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's so much truth to it. Um, our first defining word is green. And if there's one thing that you'll notice as soon as you land in Ireland, it's how green this country is. It's incredible. I've never been to a country this green, just these deep green rolling hills. And you'll see some sprinkles of white and that's the sheep. But it's just, <laughs> it's incredible how green it is.
2: Sure. sure. Uh, I agree with that Totally second word is guinness oh yeah the guinness i i would never i tried guinness a couple times before going never liked it got yeah. to ireland loved it it's different in ireland that's for sure i've tried it once i've been back to the states and i hate it yeah yep so. i mean it's it's so good in ireland it's <laughs> if, crazy if you don't like guinness go over there and have it right yeah. from the tap it's yeah. like delicious had it with like most lunches and dinners <laughs> kind of never stopped. And yeah, so Guinness is huge. And number three,
0: uh, castles. I mean, the thing about Ireland, it's, uh, it's a old country and it's right. experienced a lot of history. And there are these large old castles from the Ross castle around the rings of Kerry area to the black rock castle in cork. You will find castles all over the place in Ireland. It's incredible. And you don't get tired of them. At least I didn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just to touch on that, because there's so many, uh, you really have a range. If you desire to stay overnight in a castle, Ireland is a very real tangible possibility of doing that. Absolutely. As we're going to see later in our episode when we have an interview from a, um, a tour guide of Ireland. Uh, I think he he just said he uh, he's going there for a couple hundred bucks per person yeah. per night, right? Yeah, I think it was so, like two hundred or something like that. Okay, there you go. And I mean, there are the castles that run one to two thousand dollars a night for that premium luxury sure. castle suite, of course. But there are some affordable castle options if that's your dream.
0: Absolutely, I think that's uh, all we have for defining words. Let's talk about our highs and our lows.
1: Sometimes things are good, sometimes they're bad too. It's highs, lows, highs, lows coming to you.
2: Well, thanks to our interview with Garvin uh, from northern, well, northwestern Ireland, I can pronounce this correctly. So my first high is the Cliffs of Moher. (laughs) I would have said Moher, but I'm going to try it with my best uh, Moher. So this is... The Cliffs of Mohar is on the west side, a little bit south, but west side of Ireland. Yeah. And These are gorgeous cliffs that jet into, uh, well, sorry, the the ocean just kind of splashes up onto it, crashes up onto it, yeah. and there's uh, tons of really, well, there's luscious green grass and lots of seagulls that are flying in and out of crevices, and there's a whole visitor center, and I believe it's only eight euros per car to get in. Yeah, um, it sounds like so right. a, a lot of tours will include this. A stop because the Cliffs of Moher will be one of the just the top parts of the entire trip. It's going to make the trip. It's worth the whole day trip from Dublin if you're not going that way anyway. Do the Cliffs more.
0: Yeah, I I would recommend doing a tour if you're coming from Dublin or if you want to do like car rides and everything like that. uh, You're going to probably want to station in Galway. That's the closest big city
2: to the Cliffs of Moher, and um, yeah, it'll really help you out if you're. If that's what you're looking for. And side note, there is an airport over there called Shannon, and we do have flights from New York into Shannon. That's right. That is an opportunity if you want to start there and end in Dublin or vice versa, but it's not that hard to get back to Dublin for your flight home. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So for my high, I'll have to admit my experience with the Republic of Ireland is pretty limited. I got to experience Dublin uh, for about, I don't know, 10 hours when I went to Northern Ireland. And if you're interested in learning more about Northern Ireland, we did an episode on that Itself, but um, we did a day trip to Dublin while we were in Northern Ireland, which are two different countries, right? Um, and one of my coolest experiences with Dublin was the Guinness storehouse. And sure. we're going to talk about that like we've talked about a lot uh, with Guinness, but um, it's just so cool because it you get to learn more about uh Guinness, how it's made, and you also get to learn how to make the perfect pour, yeah. you get instructed how to <laughs> do that, you get a cool certificate, right? And then the end of it. It was so cool. You get to go to it's almost like uh, the the Sears Tower in Seattle. You're in this uh, big tower I with a Space Needle. Space Needle. What yeah. I say, Sears Tower. So not okay. Sears. Totally different. Um, <clears throat> but you uh, get this 360 view of yeah. Dublin, and you get a free pint of Guinness, and it's just a totally relaxed vibe and a gorgeous view of the city. Right. And it's just so cool. It's really worth the price of admission. Um, and right. I I recommend booking in advance because right. then you get that opportunity to cut that line and get exactly. in there asap.
2: It, and it's what's cool about that. Just to hop in is that it's a very interactive tour and it's good for families too.
0: Yeah, yeah, you absolutely
2: can bring kids and stuff. It'll still be fun. When it, uh last high will be in the southwest part of Ireland, and this is the Ring of Kerry tour. Carry is the county. Ireland is broken up into so so many like counties. yeah, and by the way, don't be confused when they say the word county first. So there's County Kerry, County Clare, County Dingle, I don't think Dingle's one is it? I'm not Don- sure County Donegal, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. So this is in County Kerry, which we can just call it Kerry. you think of it as Kerry County and basically it is just like a just kind of like a circular ring road that hits just some of the most gorgeous views you'll ever see. Yeah. And um just driving it is an excursion in and of itself. I just recommend you not the don't be the one who's driving because you're gonna miss out on other sites. Oh wow. There are stops along the way. Okay. But um you really wanna be able to look out that window while you're doing it and get great pictures. Is it sort of similar to the golden circle in Iceland? Kind of same idea. <laughs> well, good question. This one, there's more opportunities to fall off. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So it's a little, it has a little bit extra uh, excitement there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's really yeah, cool.
2: I could see it. It's it's like the golden circle in Iceland in that it's that full eight-hour day where you're going to see a lot, you're going to do a lot, you're going to um, have a lot of great pictures, and it's definitely going to be a highlight.
0: Really cool. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's all we have for the highs. So let's talk about our lows. Let's talk about the things that we regret uh or maybe the things that we had a bad time with. Uh for me, this trip to Ireland was really my first time as an adult going overseas and it was my first experience in what you could call a mega city in Dublin and I remember being really overwhelmed and we didn't really have a plan like wasn't a planner at the right. time, no experience traveling. Right. And I remember just being so stressed out about the idea of missing our bus back to uh Derry in Northern Ireland. And so we were just running around constantly. Like we made like the conscious decision to only spend like five to 10 minutes at these certain locations. Like we, we made Guinness storehouse, like the one thing that we saw and spent our time with. And then from there we're like, okay, well we have like X amount of minutes to go from this location, this location, this location. So we were just running around and it was really stressful and it didn't make for a really great time Mm -hmm. for me. And that sucks because I look back on all the things that Dublin has to offer right. and I'm just so excited to go back and yeah. it didn't ruin the experience whatsoever. It didn't ruin what my viewpoint of Dublin is at, at, at all. It's just, I, I'm just so excited to go back and do it right.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, you said that so well, I, I as Sometimes just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Yeah, um, it's too good that you got to go there. Yeah, but I've just learned that the hard way when planning uh, trips for clients and trying to do like, okay, you have four nights to Ireland. Let's do Dublin, Waterford, Killarney, Galway, and you can do it all. And it's kind of yeah. like, well, we saw it all. Well, we did it all, but we saw nothing because we were so busy checking in, checking out, moving. Just moving, yeah, unpacking, repacking. We we didn't get a chance to see anything. It would have been better if they did four nights in Dublin. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, my low was um, <laughs> kissing the Blarney stone. So, I already have the gift of Gab. I'm not sure I need it. They say if you kiss this stone, you will get the gift of Gab. Um, you're going to hear from other tourists who are on your tour that, oh, I hear that local Irish people pee on the stone at night, so the tourists kiss it. Ha ha. Are you going to kiss it, Brian? Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's actually true. It, it just can't be true. But basically, the Blarney Castle, I don't know the history, but um, it, was a, it was beautiful from the outside, a little bit underwhelming from the inside, like most castles are, in my opinion. You walk <laughs> to the top, a lot of stairs. So be careful there. I don't remember an elevator. Anyways, you wait in a long line to lie on your back where there is someone to help you lean back and kiss the Blarney stone. And after each person kisses it, the, um, the Irish man in charge has a bottle of water, like tap water, that he squirts over the area you kissed as if to cleanse it or oh, wow. I don't know, sanitize it. I'm and wondering idea, how that's going to change a post COVID world. There's yeah. just no way <laughs> that they're going to be kissing, but it's such an attraction and I did it. And uh, it's weird. You do lie on your back and you lean backwards and kiss it upside down. Interesting. Like Spider-Man kisses okay. the red haired girl. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, um, just really overrated. Sure. I just want to throw in a quick side note in case you're thinking, well, I guess I won't go to Blarney castle. The Blarney Castle gardens around it were gorgeous, and they were absolutely worth the 16 euro entry fee. Okay. Did you
0: have to wait a long time to kiss the stone?
2: Yeah. Okay. yeah. There's a line of people, and some people are not as um, agile, so they get down on their back Uh, and backwards and get help to kiss it. They need a couple people to help. Interesting. You know? Yeah, so, I can see that. Oh, it took forever, and sure. it was like, man, why on earth did I do this? And okay. half the bus didn't do it, and I wish I would have been with that half.
0: Yeah, so you can go. You don't necessarily need to kiss the stone. You can no. see some of the, a the lot cool of, things about the area.
2: Maybe most people don't.
0: I don't know. Okay. It's a bottleneck up that there. That would be me. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay. Well, how about our tips? You want to get into it? We have so many tips. Let's we go. We have a lot to talk about.
1: Tips from... Travel
0: agents. So like most places, um, I recommend that if you're interested in a pl- uh, one thing to do, like if you're interested in Guinness and seeing the storehouse, uh, I recommend booking in advance, but particularly there's one item in Dublin that is so popular. And that's the book of Kells located inside Trinity college. And, uh, I didn't get a chance to see this because the line was about an hour and a half wrapped around the college. But if you book in advance, you can get a cut-the-line pass. So there are so many things like that um, that I highly recommend. Just doing it in advance. You won't regret it. And I missed missed out on the Book
2: of Kells, and that sucks. This goes with your tip earlier by having a plan. When you have a plan, you can enjoy your trip even more, I've found, right? Yeah. So being able to have those skip-the-line tickets in advance allows you to figure out your day. Yeah. Because you're locked into it, and that's a good thing. Now right. you know what you're going to do that day. Yeah.
0: But real quick, just to tell you what it is, the Book of Kells is a uh, an illuminated uh, copy of the Gospels. Um, but it's super old. It's it's so pretty. And it's in this college, or this uh, library that was used in Harry Potter to film some of the scenes. You feel like you're in Harry Potter, right? That's what I've heard almost all the time.
2: The library is maybe the highlight of it. At yeah. The end. yeah.
0: Yeah. But there's so much to see in
2: Dublin. Uh, what are some of the things that you liked in Dublin? Yeah, so um, we already talked about the Guinness Storehouse, which, if you you're wondering, is it the Guinness Museum? It's the same thing, Guinness Storehouse. But nearby Guinness is the Jameson Whiskey Museum, and that's a tour. I believe they limit it to about twelve or sixteen people per tour. They have like certain departures throughout the day. Um, they give you a departure, and you can go eat and like come back for when it's your time. The Jameson Whiskey tour is very informative. It was a little bit nerdy. Like if you're into whiskey and distilleries, you will love it. They really get into the science behind it. Whereas the Guinness Storehouse was very interactive, very fun, hands-on, really good for families and children. Jameson whiskey, not good for um, children and families. I'm also a big fan of the Hop On Hop Off Bus. Because it drops off at all the cool highlights of Dublin, right? Absolutely, yeah. I've always a fan of hop on hop hop buses. Yeah. I'm such yeah. a uh, a schmuck for buying a hop on hop off. You don't have to ticket, walk and stuff know? too. So yeah, that's exactly. Nice. But it also takes you to Kilmanheim Jail or okay. Golgal. Yeah. G A O L, which is the old English pronunciation of jail. But the Kilmanheim Jail is a famous jail, which our um, our interview will talk a lot more about. Yeah, in that it'll jail. Get in depth with the but history. It's and stuff. just it's the one thing in Ireland in Dublin that's not right in the city center. So it's yeah, key. Right. If you have the hop on hop off bus pass, it takes you all the way out there.
0: Yeah. But hey, there are a lot more things to Ireland than just Dublin. And exactly, you don't need a car in Dublin. No, at all. But it would be stressful if you had one. Yeah, it really would be. Parking
2: and just the busyness of it. Yeah, just like any mega city. I
0: wouldn't want to
2: rent a car in New York City. So So get your car rental when you check out of your hotel in Dublin.
0: Yeah. So like if if you have a car and uh, you're departing Dublin, I recommend it um, so that you can see all the other things that Ireland has to offer. But you can see all of these things that we're about to talk about by train. Right. And um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the city of Cork which is a, a a Southern city. It's a coastal city. And, uh, there's so many things to do in Cork. Um, but, uh, one of those things being the Blarney castle is really near, really nearby. Uh, but I was building this, uh, itinerary for a client, right. And he was really into golf and there's this town about 30 to 40 minutes South of Cork called the Old Head Golf Course and it's a famous golf course for like PGA tours or stuff. I don't know I don't know anything about golf. But I mentioned this because it's such a beautiful gar- golf course that even as someone who's not interested in golf like at all, I want to play at this course just because it was so beautiful. Yeah. It's located in this town called Kinsale, Kinsale. Uh it's a like a peninsula coastal town and this golf course you're just like I don't know you're in the middle of like this cliff almost and you're just surrounded by these beautiful waters and all this stuff. And, um, the city of Cork has so many things to do. There's an old English market, some cathedrals. Um, there's Blackrock castle that's in the city area and that's kind of overlooking the, the cliffs. Um, so you get this really cool view of the ocean as well. And, uh, I think it's like a two and a half hour train ride from Dublin. Yes. Yeah. But hey, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Cliffs of Moher. Do you want to talk about Galway?
2: Yeah, so Galway is a really um, is a really great town. It's a port city on the west coast, and what makes Galway so special is just that it's a very outdoorsy town. And yeah. There's lots of like perform- performers, and it's like like really like a lot of artists, right? So, um, just walking through, you're gonna if you're into seafood, there's a lot of seafood options there as well. Just kind of walking through the streets. There's some particular streets that don't allow cars, it's just foot traffic only. A lot of shops, a lot of performers. I remember there was a, a local band playing that um let those teach let leave them kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> Who sings that? I don't know what you're talking about. Leave them kids alone. Hey, teachers. <laughs> leave them kids alone. That's, <laughs> That's uh Pink Floyd. There we go. Oh, okay, okay. Worth it. Yeah, If you're if you're still hanging on to the podcast, hang in there. We got more to go. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely think lots of parks and go during when there's when there's good weather because there'll be more people out and more performers.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's a great place if you do want to see the close of Moher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great place to stay. And exactly. also the Aran Islands is a really cool uh, place too. You can do a tour where you go to the Aran Islands and visit the Aran Islands, and then take a, a, a cruise to the Cliffs of Moher, nice. and you're seeing it from the ocean side. Oh, so sweet. a bit different oh, of a vibe. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 definitely different than the classic view, but uh, it's interesting just to, I don't know, do something different,
2: I guess. I wonder how many desktop backgrounds the oh. Cliffs of Moher has <laughs> yeah. oh my capitalized gosh, I, on. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So in southwest um, Ireland was one of my favorite towns called Killarney, There is a three-hour train from Dublin direct to Killarney, Um, but that one always leaves at night. I don't know why, but there's some morning ones where you can do a connection along the way if you want to get there early. But Killarney is a great town because um, it's just like, like a national forest i believe yeah
0: there's like the big national forest there
2: okay very good yeah and you can do one of the cool tours through there's a horse jaunt where you oh get my like gosh. a horse carriage and you yes. go through it and you it just looks ca- so cool you end up at ross castle and so that's really cool um but downtown killarney is just really cute and it's not busy it's not well it might be busy it might be crowded but it's not um it doesn't have the stress that dublin would have as dublin's really a big city with like a yeah. whole financial district and all that right Killarney's just like cute there's not like um, you're not going to find like name brand stuff. It's all like local stuff. Go get some Murphy's ice cream. Um, go stay at the uh, Killarney um, Tower Inn and just like relax and lots of cool little um, B&Bs and like golf courses. And I, I went for a jog because it was just the most beautiful, one of the, one of the most beautiful jogs of my life.
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine. It looks so gorgeous. There's things like the Gaps of Dunlow. There a lot of nature type things. And it's a great place to sort of uh, set yourself if you want to do the Rings of Kerry to right. tour or something like right. that, oh, so yes, that's
2: where you would mostly start for the Rings of Kerry
0: tour. Yeah, and right in that area too is Dingle Bay, which is kind of included in the Rings of Kerry, but uh, you can almost separate it out uh, in itself because there's it, it's worth going by itself uh, too. Uh, yeah. But kind well, of going closer yeah, yeah. back up north, uh, closer to Dublin, just south of it, probably about forty five minutes south of it is this area called the Wicklow Mountains. If you're a fan of Rick Steves, this is a place that he highly recommends when you go to uh, Ireland. But uh, just like the name suggests, it's a very mountainous area, so it's a really great place for hiking and a lot of uh, wildlife. You might see some wild deer and you know anything that you might imagine that you would see in Ireland, sheep, you name it. And uh, if you're interested in waterfalls and you like going on hikes to see waterfalls, it has one of the most, it, actually it has the largest waterfall in all of Ireland, which is called the Power Scort waterfall i'm probably butchering that but we'll have it in our notes so that you can see it so if you're interested in hiking the nature type stuff wicklow mountains i highly recommend it
2: next yeah ring of carry we already i already talked about in the notes but just an extra plug make sure to do the ring of carry
0: yeah and uh you know if uh the cliffs of moher is uh not your thing maybe you like to i don't know be like a hipster and you like to do the <laughs> things that are uh, off the beaten path, right? Um, They say that Donegal is one of the most beautiful areas in the world, and it's uh, Northern Ireland. And let me clarify, I'm not talking about Northern Ireland, the country. I'm talking about Northern Republic of Ireland. Mm -hmm. So you're still in the Republic of Ireland. It's just north. Uh, Donegal has, has the accolade of being named the number one spot to see in the world by The Lonely Planet. And it was also named the coolest spot in the world by Nat Geo in 2016. So some pretty high praise there. And I mentioned the comparison to Cliffs of Moher because there is an even larger and even better, they say, cliff called, I'm going to butcher this as well, uh, Salab Liag. It's Gaelic. I'm sorry, but I will have it in the notes. And one of the coolest things about this is it's free. Oh, yeah. You don't have to pay to go see it. Isn't that pretty cool? But the whole area of Donegal, it's just supposed to be just knockout gorgeous. Just go. so cool. Yeah. So if you're really again into the nature thing you and you have a car, I highly recommend going to Donegal and, and seeing it. If you're taking a trip to Northern Ireland, you can, you know, it's just a just a a few miles from uh the city of Derry okay. is the area of Donegal. So, so you can do them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's definitely doable.
2: So I hear there's a place that's likened to the Valley of the Kings in ireland yeah that place
0: yeah it's pretty interesting um our our guest will talk more in depth on the history of it but uh it's called the river boyne the boyne valley and it's just north of dublin probably another 30 40 minutes and uh, if you're interested in history it's a good place to learn a lot more about the history of ireland as a whole but if you're not into history and you're into fishing it's a great place for salmon and trout fishing so that's pretty cool
2: yeah yeah. So, uh, and also, just a quick plug: if you do like history, make sure to stay tuned for our interview <laughs> at yeah, the end of the yeah. show. Oh man! Yeah, our uh, tour guide is—he's a history buff. So he has—he
0: has a has degree in uh, Celtic history.
2: So there's so much cool things to do. How do you get around? And we talked about trains. We talked about the bus tour. But the most—I would say—the most common way to do Ireland is to rent a car, and they drive on the left-hand side of the road. So even though the Republic of Ireland is part of the EU and they use the Euro. They do because they're over there with the Island of the UK kind of, you know, um, sequestered. Is that the right word over there? Ooh, can fancy. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, they drive on the left-hand side of the road, like the rest of um, their neighboring countries. Sure. So the, they say the three best tips when you rent a car is, uh, well, I'll throw in a fourth tip. My fourth tip is get an automatic car. <laughs> because it's going to be tough enough driving on the left hand side of the road trying to do stick shift as well on top of that yeah, yeah. i mean you, no one needs to be a hero here just get <laughs> the automatic car they have automatic cars in ireland don't okay. someone tells you otherwise it's not true they have automatics always have a full gas tank make sure your gps works before leaving the lot make sure that cigarette lighter works and always stay happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great um I will say we have some really close friends that uh rented a car and they did a a car trip around Ireland and they said it wasn't that bad. and They said they'd do it again. It was wow. so fun. They had no problems. So yeah. I, it's that stigma that like you rent a car and and we're not talking like crazy driving like no. Italy or anything like no. that. It's just you're you know you're pla- you're driving on the left hand sure. and you have those cliffs. So once yeah. you get used to it and get your bearings it's There's,
2: I think it, like outside of Dublin, the traffic isn't bad. Yeah, the toughest thing is going to be the the steep drop-offs. Yeah, as well as the narrow lanes. Sure, And the, the narrow, yeah, the narrow lanes only bug you if someone's coming the other way or wants to pass you. Otherwise, like it's really not a big deal. So, yeah, and they know there's tourists there, and they know to be careful. So of course. they're yeah, they're they're ready for you. Sure, yeah. Let's go back to Dublin.
0: Sure, we have to. There's something yeah. that we didn't talk about that's very important. To yeah, Dublin. where are you
2: going to stay in Dublin? The Temple Bar district. Absolutely, yeah. go dr- have a drink at the Temple Bar, which is at- an
0: actual bar. It's yeah. named the Temple Bar. <laughs> it's
2: the most famous bar
0: in the area. Yeah. So yeah. famous that it's named the
2: area Temple Bar district. Sure. You can stay at the Temple Bar Inn. Relatively, it's a nice price. It's going to be a little loud maybe at night, but yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not there to sleep. You're in Dublin to have fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. But Dublin's is very walkable and very beautiful and as we learned from our from our um our tour guide who we interviewed later actually gets the least rain of any part. Of yeah.
0: Ireland. Which is really interesting um because uh I don't know. Uh, it it might be on you? just no, it didn't rain on us thankfully. I I guess it might be just Uh, having just done the New Orleans podcast, I'm thinking Uh, water tables and stuff because it has the river Liffey that cuts through the city of Dublin. So I immediately think, okay, has this big river, maybe get a lot of rain. It doesn't apparently. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, the river Liffey is just a really beautiful river just to walk along. And if you're in the temple bar area, you're going to, you're going to be right there.
2: there. Yeah. And at the end, there's that beautiful bridge called like the harp Dublin harp bridge. Oh yeah. 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 Get a picture by that. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, I want to touch on the food real quick, because um, you're in Ireland, so the food's going to be terrible, right? And uh, this was the only country where I totally felt fine getting Chinese food in Burger King when I was downtown. But I do know people who like, Kristen really liked the food, didn't she? Uh, No, she did not.
0: I liked the food. You liked it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was you. Yeah, I liked the food a lot. I like, you know, I like a good potato, and I like a good stew. A beef stew. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, So good. Yeah. I Okay, I would just like the chicken that was cooked well, but just didn't have much taste. Okay. That surprises me you like it because you like flavor. Well, I mean, it's just like
0: all things, right? You can go to New York, which is, you know, or you can go to Paris, one of the biggest culinary capitals in the world, right? And you can go to the wrong place and have a bad meal. That's true. And it goes back to that idea of being prepared for where you're going. Yeah. Um, so the idea that uh, Ireland and the UK... Have uh, a bad sense of culinary skills, and there you can't get good food anywhere in these locations. Is just not true. It's just not true. Um, especially in recent years, they've really ramped it up sure. uh, with with their uh, culinary skills. There's a lot of cool places well, to eat, especially and, uh, when
2: your city's so um, global. Yeah, are yeah. Expected to have good food if you have yeah. tourists as well.
0: I think they have a few Michelin star restaurants in wow. Dublin too. So if you're really looking to uh yeah fancy it up well go to a michelin star restaurant in dublin
2: and so one one drawback to like a group bus tour is they're gonna take you to a place they take you where they take you Uh, to eat you don't get to pick okay so they're gonna gonna take you to a place where they're gonna try to cut prices because it's already been paid for right yeah so what reason do they have to wow you? they don't care yeah (laughs) Yeah. they need to get you in and out for the next group right yeah yeah it's gonna be mass-produced not a lot of love baked into your piece of chicken. (laughs) Yeah. So just, you know, prepare yourself. Uh, Will, when's the best time to go to Ireland?
0: Okay. Yeah. So they say that the best time to go is April to June. And I can attest to that. We went to, uh, Ireland in the, uh, end of May and we did not get the famous rains that Ireland is known for. I think it rained once. Granted, again, I was in Northern Ireland, but it still counts. Same weather, same country, um, s- same island, I should say. Sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd go in uh,
2: April or May or June. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, I want to talk a bit about uh, how to book Ireland. So, um, first off, flights. You can book round-trip into Dublin. If you want to get fancy and do a multi-city into Shannon, you can do that for probably a better experience. But... Shannon is going to be more expensive than Dublin, probably yeah. nine times out of 10, yeah. or maybe every time, or maybe the same price. As far as hotels go, I just want to be weary, that, uh, or be careful, I should say, that rooms are tiny just like in all of Europe, right? Yeah. And a lot of the rooms that you're going to like the best price wise are going to be the eco room or e- economical room. Sure. Now, those are like, there's enough space for two bodies and two suitcases, but nothing else. So forget doing your squats in the room. Like there's not even room for that in the bed, right? Yeah. So, um, it might be worth it to pay that extra 40 or 50 bucks for that deluxe room, just so you can have room to breathe. And then, um, lastly, I'm just going to touch on train and buses. So for the, um, To book a train, you just go to www.irishrail.ie and then to book a bus because the trains don't take you everywhere. So let's say hypothetically you want to get from Killarney to Galway, but you'll see that there's no train that does that. So and you don't want to go all the way back to Dublin to get to Galway, but there is a bus and the bus is pretty inexpensive. We're talking 10 to 15 bucks one way per person, right? And the buses are safe. You would go to busiran.ie. That's B-U-S-E-I-R. E-A-N-N dot I-E, or you can use Google book Irish buses. But Will, <laughs> any other tips you want to throw out?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to touch a, touch on Northern Ireland very briefly. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the area, this could get a little confusing, but the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland are two different countries. Northern Ireland is a part of the United Kingdom. But what's cool about this is because they sh- share the same landmass, they're on the same island, Ireland, Ireland proper, You can go to Northern Ireland and see a bit of a different culture um, if you're interested in seeing more of the northern part of the island. Uh, So I recommend it. I really like Northern Ireland. um, So something to keep in mind if you're interested
2: in it. It's pretty cool that we did the Northern Ireland episode first and then the Republic (laughs) second. I I like that. It's very different. Yeah, for sure. Ready for our standby items? Absolutely.
1: It's safety.
2: So, will we mentioned everyone has to try a Guinness? But what are you gonna tell those people who just don't drink beer and they are not gonna try a Guinness?
0: Sure, yeah. So uh, when we went, uh, my wife she doesn't like beer and she wanted to try Guinness, and so she talked to a few people at uh, the Guinness storehouse, and apparently they have this thing called black currant syrup, which is uh, it's a syrup made out of a, a little berry. It's called black currant, and they put it in the Guinness. And it tastes nothing like Guinness afterwards. It's like really sweet, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's very different. So if you're not into into beer, but you still want to drink Guinness, you can get black currant added to your Guinness, and it's not exclusive to the Guinness storehouse. You can do it anywhere I, in the Republic yeah. of Ireland and Northern Ireland.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing it everywhere. It yeah. was an option. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, I never so so different. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, next in the south. Eastern part of Ireland is Waterford. Waterford is this cool old like harbor town, which has some really cool history, some really beautiful um, uh, old like hotels and things. But the big draw is the Waterford Crystal Museum. I did the Waterford Crystal Museum and I will say I enjoyed it. It was very informative. You go around, you watch people actually cutting the crystal. And um, I would say it was worth an hour, but not worth going out of your way to get there.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, if you're using uh,
0: Ireland as like a stopgap to some of uh, Europe proper, or maybe just the United Kingdom, like we said before, you can take, you can go to Northern Ireland, and you can do so by train or by car. Or if you're interested in Scotland or England, you can take a ferry. And if you're even interested in going to France, you can take an even longer ferry. But take note, it's about an
2: 18-hour-long ferry. So, wow. it's something you're interested <laughs> in.
0: Yeah, maybe you know, keep that
2: in mind. Yeah you go. Let's talk about the language. There's this language called Gaelic, and I only heard a couple words of it while I was over there. Everyone just spoke English.
0: Yeah, so I I guess like I thought that uh, Gaelic would be more abundant because it's the national language of Northern Ireland, so I thought it was going to translate to the Republic of Ireland, and that's not the case. The national language of the Republic of Ireland is Irish and English, and I did not know that there was a difference between Irish and Gaelic, but there is, so
2: that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you will come away with some cool, like little words you yeah, learn over there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Some practical things adapter wise. So, this is where it gets a little confusing. You are in an, a European Union country when you're in the Republic of Ireland. However, because you're off on the, uh, island of the uk ireland so to speak they use the same adapter um as the uk so whatever you used over there in london you know england scotland that area it's the same adapter you're going to use in the republic of ireland yes and like we mentioned before they do
0: drive left like they do on the on the uk so keep that in mind
2: right which is different than the rest of um the European Union, where they're right. going to drive right. on the right. so they And they use the euro.
0: Yes, they yeah. use the euro. You're going to need the
2: euro yeah. um, because but they're a part of the European Union. But if it, you go to the UK, right, you're going to need a different currency. When you take that two-hour train from Dublin to Belfast, we recommend you do that. Check out yep. Northern Ireland. Listen to our Northern Ireland episode. Get so excited by it. You are going to need a pound sterling for that. Absolutely. And then the last thing, um, standby item, is when you're flying home. So one pretty cool thing about Dublin Airport in particular is they have an agreement with a few airports back in the U.S. where um, you actually clear U.S. customs there in Dublin Airport. So I know like Delta flies back to Boston and JFK, and they offer this service. The the standby item that we want to give you is... or maybe more of a tip, get to the airport a good three to three and a half hours early for your flight home, because you're going to have to clear Irish exit customs, as well as U S entry customs all there in Dublin airport. So that way, when you get back to JFK or Boston airport, and there's a couple other, I'm just, I don't know which ones they are. Um, you arrive in the domestic terminal. So it makes for a very easy re-entry into the USA.
0: Awesome. So I think with all that, all we have is our interview with, uh, Garvin 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 Yeah. interview with Garvin
1: it's interview, it's interview, it's oh. interview with
2: We're here with Garvin from County Donegal is it
3: That's right yeah it's Donny, Donny- <laughs> Donegal say it, you know you celebrate it you say it with jubilation you know Donegal
2: Garvin you can <laughs> you can correct any of our pronunciations <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No,
3: it's fine. I'll just <laughs> smirk. So
2: so tell us about yourself. Um, you're always from Ireland. Where in Ireland have you lived? What's your history there?
3: Mm, well, I uh, grew up in Donegal, um, and then I went to university uh, in Maynooth, which is about 40 kilometers west of Dublin. And with uh, quite an interest in history, I studied medieval Irish and Celtic studies And you think that might be unemployable enough, but I decided to do a double honors with philosophy to make sure that I was (laughs) never going to get a job. But, you know, both fascinating subjects, of course, Hmm. and really the the Celtic studies really took the lead because I became so incredibly blown away by all the marvelous wonders of ancient Irish history. And culture and society from basically the 12th century backwards. So when you when you hear that, you know, especially uh, let's say if there's any Americans listening, you think, oh, 12th century backwards. Wow, okay, you know, that's it's a very limited amount of time. And also, I don't understand what the 12th century is, right? right? Because well, in Ireland, you know, our concept of history is is so much longer. You know, if you think about it. Everything before the twelfth century that's that is most of Irish history, you know the last eight hundred years is just kind of you know a small little gap you know it's a gap year really for Ireland,
0: <laughs> sure, yeah, I remember so, uh coming to Ireland for the first time and seeing a cathedral that was older than my country, and then that's mm-hmm. when I was putting a perspective of how old things are in Europe in comparison to America,
3: yeah, and you know you think of something a thousand years old and you're like, "Wow, that's old, and then you're like. Oh, here, this is something that's 2,000 years old. That's really old. <laughs> and then you go to somewhere like Newgrange, which uh, is should be more famous, really, than it is, because it's this incredible portal tomb, this passage tomb that you can walk into about 15, 20 meters, and it's aligned with the winter solstice. And it's an incredible, um, you know, it's a big stone structure monument that was built like an inconceivably long time ago, right? Like over 5,200 years ago. Wow. You know, so you have to kind of do a bit of maths there. I was like, okay, that is minus 3,200. That's (laughs) 3,200 BC, which is like, you know, those pointy things in the desert in in Africa, you know, the ones, the triangle-shaped ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pyramids, those things. So it is... (laughs) It's 500 years older than the pyramids.
0: Where is this in relation to Dublin?
3: Oh, so it's it's like a, a day trip away. It's not that far away. So oh, wow. it's about 70 kilometers northwest of Dublin.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Um, and it's incredible. And that whole area is like the Irish Valley of the Kings. So really, oh, this wow. is kind of what I studied. And unfortunately, because most people... <laughs> Who come to Ireland don't have a degree in ancient history. They, they don't know about all of these wonders. And that's the one thing I would say to people who are coming to Ireland is go to the Boyne Valley. So that's B-O-Y-N-E, Boyne Valley. And it's in County Meath, roughly. Uh, Meath is M-E-A-T-H. And yes, we pronounce the letter H. Sorry. Right.
2: H. We can we can follow on. What do you say for Z? Do you say Z? Well we
3: say Z. Yeah. Okay, there
2: you go. But the
3: Z kinda of makes sense because it has a Z sound, whereas H <laughs> sure. should be pronounced H because it has a h sound. Ah, so you we go. say herbs and uh, not <laughs> herbs, for example. Anyway, well, let's skip from the herbs and you. go back to kind of the ancient <laughs>
2: monuments. Yeah. But that that
3: that's one area that um tourists a lot of tourists and travelers yeah. that learn and don't know about and well, they really should check it out
2: Carvin, i think that's such a good point i know on on previous episodes we've talked about the importance of a tour guide how yeah. you can show up in a country and think oh yeah i can do this on my own and you can do the country on your own but you don't know what you're missing and a tour guide is able to bring out all these great wonders and truths and history about a location and i'm sure that probably brings you a lot of joy garvin as you're taking people particularly first-timers
3: yeah i mean it's kind of following on from what i learned in university to have this knowledge revealed to you gave you gave me an ability to sort of read the landscape read the culture and be able to translate that to people Cool. um including Irish people because um you know there there is so much here in terms of of history and culture and so much of it that's that's hidden or lost that people don't know about even Irish people yeah. um so it's just a remarkable country and people people come here and they compare the size of it to well if they're looking on a map of Europe they might compare it to France and if they're coming from the US they're going to compare it to a US state and really the republic of ireland is about the size of west virginia wow. right so it's not huge but it, it's so concentrated right and you could say dense there's just a lot of things here yeah so some people think that when they fly into dublin they will you know go and and do a tour whether a chauffeur tour or a, a bus tour over to the west of ireland to famous galway and the Cliffs of Moher, which is kind of like the ancient, one of the ancient um, natural wonders of Ireland. Um, These incredible cliffs that are about about 200 meters high, and they stretch for roughly about five to seven kilometers. And it's just quite a sight. Um, But they go over there, and then they kind of come back to Dublin in one day. And, you know, it's great to be in Ireland to be able to do that, but also you should really just rent a car go off to the west drive the west coast and just spend your time along the west coast that's kind of the most scenic part of ireland
2: so it sounds you like know? you like the west coast but what is your personal favorite place to go as a local
3: oh as a so as a local cuz i i normally live in dublin but you mean as someone who lives in dublin or someone in ireland
2: ah I'll take both. (laughs) Let's take both, yeah. So
3: let's do Ireland first, since that's kind of the the scale that we're working with at the moment. So just like people don't know about the Boyne Valley, uh, people don't know about these sea cliffs that are in my native county of Donegal. And they are three times higher Mm. than the cliffs of Mm. Moher. Three times, right? 600, over 600 meters high. And basically what you're looking at is a mountain, half of which has collapsed into the sea, right? So it's just like a cross-section of a mountain. Uh, so you look at it, and it's a bit like looking at the Grand Canyon, where you, you can't really conceive the, the size of it, right? Your perspective is kind of skewed because you, know, you don't know what you're looking at, really. Your eyes have never seen something like that before. So that's an incredible site, and it's all the way up in, in the northwest of Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one that's kind of um, undervisited, you could say, at least compared to the Cliffs of Moher. Sure. And then I suppose let's just go to Dublin, where um, a lot of people know about you know, the Guinness Storehouse. Um, they might know about Kilmainham Jail, which is an incredible place to go visit, actually. um because Ireland is just filled with with history, that there's always some anniversary on, and today is the the 12th of May, and on the 12th of May, uh, 1916, there were two men executed in Kilmainham Jail, um, and the jail itself is you know you need to take a a bus or a taxi to get there, so it's not exactly in the city centre of Dublin. Uh, One of the few attractions that isn't in the city centre, actually, the great thing about Dublin is everything is pretty nearby and close. It's a great walkable city. Um, I digress. So (laughs) this event or these two executions were the, I don't know if they were the last ones. No, they weren't the last executions, but they were the two executions of two of the Mm. leaders of the 1916 rebellion. Mm. And... When you say to an Irish person the year 1916, it has the same connotations as saying to an American 1776. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So it's the start of the rebellion. It's the start of what leads to Irish independence. And the two men executed uh, were James Connolly, And Sean MacGiarmada. Sean MacGiarmada was the second signatory on the Proclamation of Irish Independence. And he's actually, or he was actually, my great-grand-uncle.
2: Wow, wow. So
3: there's a family connection there. Sure. And on the centenary in 2016, uh, I was actually there in the stonebreaker's yard of the jail on the very day. Hundred years to the day
0: that sounds cool. when
3: he was executed. Uh, so uh, that is just a tiny snippet of the huge amount of history in that jail. Um, you know, you have the Irish equivalent of, let's say, Jefferson and and Lincoln <laughs> right. and you know Roosevelt, for example. Like the Irish equivalent of those guys yeah. were either jailed there um, or executed there let's say
2: wow oh, yeah. spend- lots of wow. history garvin and mm. the i want to say it right so badly kill mainheim kill jail which by the way and if you if you're booking this tour it'll say g-o-a-l which must be the irish way of spelling jail so little well, pro tip there um, go ahead Goal. yeah
3: it's a difficult one so if you just type in try typing in dublin um and then gail with a -A g-a-o-l so g-a-o-l is this this gaelic uh no it's actually the old spelling of jail oh oh i know it's
2: crazy i like the new spelling it's it's actually besides it being kind of creepy in there it's kind of gorgeous at the same time i know shawshank redemption was not filmed there because it was actually filmed here in our state of ohio Side note to come oh. Ohio, but I want to say there's an interior portion, and am I totally off here in that they kind of got like the idea of it for Shawshank Redemption? Does that ring a bell?
3: Well, it has featured in movies oh. so it's it's featured of of course in in some Irish movies uh it was in this great movie starring Liam Neeson, <laughs> who plays basically he plays the Irish George Washington um who was michael collins um michael collins was kind of the 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 leader of um the irish army during the war of independence against the british and he was assassinated in 1922. Um, so liam neeson plays this 32 year old uh, even though liam neeson is, is 46 at the time but it's a brilliant movie and it's part of it's filmed in in um in kilmainham jail Um, actually if you want to see a trailer of the movie if you just go to youtube and type in dublin tour guide i've created this playlist of trailers for irish movies so that's a great way to kind of get yourself warmed up before you come visit ireland
0: yeah that's really cool
3: some great videos there and but it's also was where the italian job part of the Italian job was, was filmed, believe it or oh. not, the 1969, I want to say, um, movie.
2: Okay. So the original, so very one. cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, how sick of seeing castles are you?
3: <laughs> well, yeah, as you by by tell, like castles are, are new stuff. That's they're, they're new, you know, <laughs> really we've got, we've got stuff that's, that's really old. Um, uh, but there are quite a few castles. In fact, well, I, uh, I booked a stay at a a castle today. That's just kind of a normal thing to do. Can you (laughs)
2: please tell us around the price of it? I'm so curious.
3: Oh, this one. Oh, this, this, this was just kind of a little weekend thing. Nothing, nothing super special. Um, But, you know, this, this was like a hundred, 110 euro per person per night.
2: Yeah. That's like
3: 220 euro for two people for a couple.
2: That's
0: that's awesome. That's really
2: cool. (laughs) Well, I'm noticing there's a difference in Ireland between booking a stay at a castle versus booking a stay at a castle hotel. Are you familiar with the difference there?
3: Well, here they're mainly castles, or at least manors, or some sort of domain. Sure, but
2: if your giant bus group is going to a castle for the night, I'm learning there's a high chance it's a castle hotel which is a hotel that's shaped like a castle that can hold about 300 people.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Thankfully we we don't have too many of them. So the appeal of these kind of domains. So what you had were these, you know, Anglo Irish, uh, which is basically kind of British people who had settled in Ireland. They established, you know, first of all, a castle, And then as time went on, like the 1700s and the 1800s, they would build something a bit more modern, you know, which was, of course, you know, still a a huge manor um, and surrounded by their domain, their land. And after independence, what happened was a lot of these um, Anglo-Irish families either ensconced themselves in their houses or because they, you know, Ireland was no longer part of the United Kingdom, they went back to britain um uh, sold the houses so a lot of them became um kind of well hotels but sure. like most of them are converted in a tasteful way I, in my experience
2: i, I would love so to I overnight that i would love to overnight in a castle someday but um we want to ask you as a dubliner if that's a word <laughs> yeah. what uh what tour are you most excited about what 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 gets you most excited to uh, take your guests on?
3: Yeah, well, we, we, we have a few tours and, um, you know, when I started tour guiding, which of course followed on from studying medieval Irish and Celtic studies. And and when I, when I started, it was, it was all about the history and telling people the history. But, uh, as I learned and kind of experienced it more, it was more and more about connecting with people. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why, we only do private tours because you make more of an authentic connection with people. Yeah. So so two or three people versus 30 people, you know, so I'd much rather chat to two or three people. Um, So, you know, I started with the public tours, then became started doing the private tours and the public tours are only like, you know, an hour to three hours long. Uh, But now when I do the private ones, I don't even bother with the three hours because I'm like, that's not enough time. I have more things to show you and tell you. (laughs) Yeah so we have this tour called nearly all of dublin in five hours so it's like nearly in brackets you know nearly um (laughs) and that's a great tour that's very comprehensive and we go and see the book of kells inside the fascinating um, old library of trinity college have you seen it
2: i have been there it was like i felt like i was in harry potter or something
3: exactly yeah so an incredible incredible library of course. For most people the, the the view of the library is the the main seller right the big giveaway the big right. takeaway rather but but for me with with all my knowledge of the book of kells and how incredible a masterpiece of of early medieval art this is and that whole age for Ireland, and Ireland's goal, glory age was kind of between 500 and 800 AD and the Book of Kells was created out of the But anyway, I'm not going to blabber on about the Book of Kells. Um, <laughs> you can just tell that I, I really love it.
2: Um, no, so my heart my heart words. is my heart's aching as you're talking because I, I skimmed through the Book of Kells like a loser. And then I got to the library and I was in awe. And then I left. And looking back, I really wish I would have had you to tell me what the heck I was looking at during the Book of Kells tour.
3: Yeah, well, I mean communicating kind of the information of how the Book of Kells was created and all of that is is only sort of part of the story. What I love to do is give people a real feeling for why the Book of Kells means so much to me and to the Irish nation, what it it represents and what it epitomizes, what Ireland was like back in this period, you know? um so that's kind of what i love to capture it you know um
0: so in this uh day in dublin this five hours in dublin what all can you see in that five hour period
3: well we uh we will check out dublin castle the temple bar area christ church cathedral uh of course trinity college uh the gpo which is general post office the general post office on o'connell street which is where that Uh, the aforementioned 1916 rising started so being there is like it's like the equivalent of if an american could actually stand on one of the boats where the boston tea party happened
0: oh wow and,
3: and get a get a feeling for what that means for your country and for your nation um you know that's what it feels like to be an irish person to stand inside the post office and that's probably one of the most undervisited sites in all of Ireland, as you know, as in terms of how it contrasts with its significance as a historical site, um, yeah. because it's right there in the center of the city. and Irish people pass by it, and they're remembered. They re- they're reminded rather of, you know, what that means to yes. them and how their parents regarded it and told them about it. Yeah. Just, you know the 1916 rebellion is quite romanticized um, of course, but it's it's got a lot of history and it's kind of the start of how Ireland got independence so that's a great place to visit well you know, wor- so it's more oh, yeah. about the the places and and their significance than ticking off each attraction like it's a like it's a checkbox you
2: know? yeah so what wor- what word of advice do you have for anyone? Who wants to visit Ireland?
3: Okay, well, if you've got three days, two or three days, just try to stay in Dublin and the surrounding area. So that is going just to the Boyne Valley, as I mentioned, for one day, and maybe another day, going to the south to County Wicklow, uh, just south of Dublin, where you can see the kind of famous green Irish landscape and there's deer and bog and all the rest of it. Um, So that's if you've got three days, and then if you've got uh, like a week or longer, then rent a car. So the ideal period is, of course, 10 years. But if you haven't got 10 years, (laughs) two weeks is good. Two weeks is good to rent a car and just get to the West as quick as you can. You know, I would say maybe even if you can fly into Shannon Airport in the West, Mm. uh, rent a car, and then drive – where you're kind of, you know, I want to send people up to Donegal, but County Kerry um, is a beautiful place, and it's it's very well known.
2: Which has Cullarney. For
3: travelers and for tourists.
2: Is that correct? Exactly,
3: yeah. So it has a lot of uh, these amenities um, and that kind of infrastructure that Donegal doesn't have. So if you haven't been to Ireland, definitely go to, to Kerry your first time. If you've been to Ireland already, then head up to Donegal in the Northwest because... Uh, in 2016, Lonely Planet named Donegal as the coolest place on the planet, like number one coolest place. So wow, um, it cool. is a remarkable place. And I show my my friends from all over Europe pictures of Donegal, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my God, I show my, my, my friends from Ireland pictures of Donegal, it's like, why have we not been here yet? Oh my God, like beautiful <laughs> sandy beaches. Um, it's got the most beaches in Ireland, like the county with the most beaches yeah. um, and a great time to come. So this is kind of important because the weather is infamous, right? Infamously inclement. Um, yes. The driest month of the year is ironically April.
2: Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the
3: driest month of the year statistically. Um, the summer comes at the end of May so generally the last week of May in my short life I'm only 34 but I you know when you when you're again you pay attention to when it's not raining
0: yeah
3: right yeah especially yeah. up on Donegal Donegal the rain's a good bit uh Dublin is the one of the driest parts of Ireland so that, you know you wouldn't have a problem with with the weather and with rain in, in Dublin mm-hmm. um in fact if I didn't mention anything about the weather you'd come to Dublin and you' kind of be surprised by how little it rains. In fact, it, it rains more, or I should say, there is more precipitation in New York than in Dublin.
0: Interesting. You know,
3: wow. So keep that in mind, don't be too afraid of the weather, but um, yeah, as I said, the end of the, sorry,, yeah, the end of May is a great time to come. June can be good, um, and August can be, can be terrible sometimes, so it's a weird one. So I wow. kind of aim to go early. Yeah. May, April, May, June are, are good months
2: that's sure. a fantastic tip yeah. right there Garvin we can tell you are passionate about Ireland, you know your stuff, I want uh, our listeners to blow up your request line with lots of new requests for <laughs> touring Ireland so uh, how can our listeners find you and get a hold of your company
3: yeah well thanks very much um, yeah, you can just uh, Google Dublin Tour Guide. We should should pop up. You should see a picture of me pointing at something in the distance <laughs> in Dublin. Uh, but you could simply go to dublintourguide.ie. And you can see the uh, collection of private walking tours that we do there. Um, we don't offer anything else. We specialize in private walking tours because I've experienced that this is kind of the best way to Properly connect with with Dublin, with Ireland.
2: Very good, Garvin. As as we finish up our interview here, would you like to hum us a few bars of Molly Malone?
3: Well, yeah, yeah, but I'll wait until you come and visit Uh, because I love doing it in front of the statue of of Molly Malone and um, drowning out the sound of someone playing a guitar with an amplifier. So that's that's quite a sight to see, (laughs) (laughs) and we'll all sing it together.
2: All right. Well, Garvin, thanks so much for being with us here on the Travel Agents Podcast.
3: Brian and Will, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you. You know, one thing that makes this podcast unique from other travel podcasts is that we're actually travel agents and we work for a travel agency. My great-grandfather started a travel agency over 100 years ago and... We have the pleasure of working there now as travel agents. The yep. travel agency is called Kima Travel. You can find us online at www.kima.travel. Kima spelled C-H-I-M-A. And the best part is that when you support Kima Travel by letting us book your trips, you're also supporting this podcast. So you get our great service as travel agents and you're supporting your favorite travel podcast
0: absolutely and if you're not interested in booking a trip right now but you want to support the show you can find us at buymeacoffee.com and you can find our particular page in the description below we are at buymeacoffee.com slash the travel agents we're
1: the travel agents that's the end of our show make sure to comment and subscribe before you go we're the travel